Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. to Fraser in the penalty here. Fraser works an angle for a shot and again Amos with the save and as Charlton cleared away Ooh. that is the end of the first 45 minutes here as you have to say despite the league positioning difference between the two sides you have to say MK have certainly dominated in that first 45 minutes. Left hand side sorry no Lush should I say cuts inside Matthews and works an angle for a shot good save from Amos it comes down to Gladwin with a shot and it's wide forward to the edge of the pounds here to Morris. It's a lovely looking turn, gets onto his right foot, goes for a goal, and it's a good save again from Ben Amos. Diving to his left and punching the ball away. He's been busy tonight, the Charlton goalkeeper. And Washington has it on the edge of the pounds here. Runners inside, Washington cuts inside, goes for goal, and it's straight at the goalkeeper. Madison, ball into the box, Gilby, can't quite get there. Anike trying, Prattley will go for the shot, edge of the area, and oh. over the bar. Gets it back to Madison on the edge of the penalty. Gets it into the box. Drill ball across. And EK can't get there. Gilby, can he get there? Get the shot away. No, he can't. But it's just cleared away by MK. Who gets the ball forward up to uh, Morris. Gets it back to Sorensen. John backing off a little bit here. Ball into uh, Fraser into the box. Gilby trying to get there. And he's drilled it into the left-hand corner. And MK have the lead. Well, he's threatened it all night, Scott Fraser. He can't say it's not been coming from his perspective. Four minutes of any time. Madison into the box and EK there. Keeper flashes it in. Oh, Prattley off the bar. Oh, that's a missed. How did that stay out? Oh, I thought we got a goal tell. I really did. Purrington to the touchline. Oh, he can't get the cross in and it's going to be cleared away. And that's the final whistle.
So, good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. This is the Big Match Preview. My name is Louis Mendes. On this evening's pod, we'll be looking back at last night's extremely disappointing 1-0 home defeat against Milton Keynes, the game where the fans returned to the Valley uh, under the new Tier 2 restrictions. And also, of course, we'll look ahead to the game with Shrewsbury. We'll hear from Lee Boyer uh, throughout the show, obviously, uh, his views on last night's game and some comments that he made last night that did garner a lot of attention so we will have to talk about those uh, as well on this evening's show uh, joining me to do that first up uh, mr tom wallin how you doing tom yeah i'm all right i thought you'd be a bit more excited about being back on the show you seem a bit a bit quiet not really not really making a lot of noise yeah you'd think well to be fair i've been doing it the whole time anyway so <laughs> <laughs> fair enough yeah, yeah no yeah. i'm good i'm good yeah oh good tread uh, Tread carefully around these comments later, <laughs> aren't we? Because everyone's got a view on them. Uh, also joining the, the pair of us to have that conversation, a man who's been on every bloody show recently, is uh, Benji Cloak. How you doing, Ben? I'm good, thank you, yes. Yeah, I think everyone's we, probably getting bored of my voice, aren't they? Becoming, becoming an ever-present almost. But um, yeah, I mean, you weren't at the game last night, so it'll be interesting to hear your views later on in the show about the atmosphere and, and of course, the performance. But uh, we'll we'll have those that discussion later on. Um, we just heard there, uh, then, Tom, the goal... Well, the, the highlights and the goal uh, in the performance. And we're talking about the performance first because obviously that what happens on the pitch is the main thing. Uh, in a performance that I think was was a bit of a massive letdown overall. Yeah, I was going to say, not a lot did happen on the pitch, did it? It was, uh, it was a real shame. Um, and obviously it was, it was lovely to be back and we'll talk about that bit a little bit later. But the performance itself was very, very flat, really. Um, and unlike... I think Burton, you could put down to sloppy individual errors and mistakes and kind of playing ourselves into trouble. But yesterday, the the performance was just overall just not really good enough and not what we've come to expect. And it's weird. And I know one, I can't think, maybe it was Benji uh, Nurek asked after the game about the kind of difference between all the performances recently because Ipswich, we look so much more comfortable. I thought, Prattley and, and Gunter in the middle looked assured. We seemed to handle them pretty well, but we just couldn't really handle MK Dons. They came forward time and time again. They kept playing the same sort of tactic in terms of splitting the forwards. And there just seemed to be so much then space in the middle of the park for them to exploit. And if it wasn't for Ben Amos, who was, I would argue, the only player who really put in a, a decent performance, we could have lost that 3 or 4-0 and, and probably not really had too many complaints about it. So, yeah, a disappointing evening on the pitch, but hopefully one that we're not going to see too many more of for the rest of the season because it was, it was very disappointing. Mm, yeah, I mean, the, uh, Tom makes a good point there, and it was something that, that Benji Nurek picked up in in the post-match. The, the difference in the last few displays, I mean, I, I did ask Bo, you know, you thought we thought we got that out of our system after we, we followed up that loss at Burton with the win over Ipswich Town, but it, it came, we, we, we were back almost to that level against Burton. Obviously, it was a slightly different display. It wasn't as chaotic in terms of at the back, but we were overrun. And, and that's not something you'd expect to see against a, a Milton Keynes side that, I mean, based on what I saw last night, should probably be a bit further up the table than they are. But, you know, they aren't. They're in that situation. Um, it's, it's really hard to put our, my finger on, Ben. What What's going on the last, the last few weeks? Why we've all of a sudden became so inconsistent when we were that pillar of consistency? I guess maybe it's when we come up against the so-called lesser teams in the league, the 
when you're in a game, the underdogs. And uh, maybe it is a case of complacency. I know we said that last week. And as you said, maybe hopefully we thought we'd got that out of our system. Uh, but we haven't. And we didn't seem like we learned from our mistakes. They were pressing us all over the park, make, pressing us into mistakes, which we made countless times. And we just didn't replicate that against them. If someone's doing it to you, you kind of do it to them and see how they like it, especially at the back. I just thought that, uh, I think it was mentioned a few times on commentary from Tell and Greg, where you got three old centre-backs there, especially Lewington and, and Keogh. And times when we did press them, they did make mistakes. And, and it just seemed like, obviously, it doesn't help where we have to rotate at the moment. One minute Chucks and Johnny are starting, the next minute are on the bench and we're asking other players to do exactly the same roles. Uh, so that obviously doesn't help as much, but it just seemed like they were walking through us at times and a shinny for me as well. Just uh, He kept losing losing out during the game. Obviously, it come out that he had a bit of a, um, a knock. Uh, it for me, it just the centre of midfield. We lost that battle, and uh, especially that Fraser. He looked really good, didn't he? And he kind of dominated the game. Um, yeah, obviously rotation doesn't help. It has to be done, but uh, complacency as well for me. It just seemed like we we weren't at the races, and we had an extra day to prepare for that game. Mm, yeah, Benji makes a good point there, doesn't he, Tom? Uh, particularly about Scott Fraser. But I mean, the the, the front. The, the forward-facing players for Milton Keynes gave us all sorts of trouble. Gladwin on one of the sides. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, Jerome up, up top was, was difficult for us as well. But Fraser, in particular, was one who just... He kept finding himself in between the lines and bursting into the area, and we didn't have an answer for it all evening. Yeah, he was by far their best player. And like I say, what's annoying is it wasn't like he was trying new stuff every time. It was the, It was the same thing that just kept happening, and... They would get the ball. Our centre-back would split because their forwards would. Ben Watson couldn't decide whether he was supposed to be closing down the midfielder or dropping back to kind of fill in almost because there was a big gap and kind of didn't either. And as a result, there was this big hole in the midfield where Fraser just had, yeah, most of the valley to just run around and and set up attacks. And it, like I say, it was the same thing that just kept happening time and time and time again. And second half, obviously, made the substitution at half time. It looked like moved to a four-three-three to try and pin them back a little bit. But because of, I don't want to just say Madison's work rate because that's a bit sloppy to just say that. But in terms of the overall performance, that the energy still wasn't there, and as a result, the tactic change didn't really make any difference. And as a result. Milton Keynes still had the better of it. If you look at the stats at the end of the game, I think possession, shots, shots on target and corners were all in their favour and quite heavily. And fouls, we were making more fouls than them. And, and that was the story of the game, really. We just didn't close them down quickly enough, couldn't get near them. And, and as a result, we'd given away sloppy fouls. And yeah, it was weird. If you were coming up against the team that were in the top six in the division, you kind of understand it. But this is a Milton Keynes side that are down at, towards the bottom, much like Burton. And as I say, it was sloppy mistakes that played into that Burton performance. But there were similarities in the sense that the other team pressed us high. The other team had almost control of the game and had the pace. And that one was obviously a bit more end-to-end -end in terms of the, the end result. Whereas this one, I didn't really ever feel like we looked like scoring, despite the fact we hit the bar. And despite the fact we had a chance just before they scored, it still... 
it always felt like it was going to be one of those frustrating evenings, unfortunately. And credit to MK because they had a plan and they stuck to it and it worked and it, it was efficient. But yeah, from our side, just, just so disappointing really to, to perform that way and to give their midfield so much space because there are names in our midfield, you know, the likes of Madison and Johnny who came on, Albie who's been performing well, Shinny, Gilby. These are exciting players. Gilby obviously knows what it's like to play for him. And none of them really just, none of them showed up. Yeah, that was the most disappointing thing last night, Ben. Is that no, nothing really clicked for us? I think, I think as Tom said, we we probably had our best spell shortly before they scored. Ironically, but you know, you can't really say it was against the run of play too much because the run of play was heavily in in MK's favour throughout the evening, uh, and and that, that's quite hard to take because you, you don't expect that, and and it is this inconsistency that, that that's plagued us a little bit. Uh, recently, and I, I, I was looking down the list, the list of like the starting lineup yesterday, trying to trying to think where where things broke down for us. I mean, you know, it, it probably was in the in the midfield, but you know, Bogle. I thought Washington did okay, but Bogle was was the ball sticking enough, or were we we're not really giving it to him enough for him to try and make it stick? I think we missed Matson yesterday, and that was purely just because we lacked width in our play. We lacked some outlets to give the ball to. I think they um, squashed us. They, we knew we didn't have that those outlets and um, they pushed us to play in the middle and they were on our every touch. And as you said, Bogle, his control was off yesterday. I think Washington's control was off. Washington gave a good account of himself. He ran about and tried to push him into mistakes, but because that, that wasn't there from the whole team, it, it, was, um, it just wasn't worth it really at the end of the day. But... Yeah, I think we missed Matson. Uh, just a bit of whip, a bit of pace, someone to run at them. I thought that was quite um, uh, typical of our play yesterday. We seemed to have space and no one used that space to run into at times. We kind of, especially at the back, obviously Prattley and um, Gunter were probably thinking about last week or they missed passing it to Matson on, on the left to kind of run forward with because Purrington stopped and looked to play it to someone else. I think someone, uh, apart from when Madison and Johnny came on and looked to make things happen, I think we lacked that yesterday. We lacked those individuals to grab hold of the game and take it to them because they had those players. As, as Tom said, Gladwin did that to us. So did uh, so did Fraser and they had the players to hold up. I mean, they were brilliant yesterday. And uh, if it wasn't for Ben Amos... It could have been two or three because he pulled off some some really good saves yesterday, and it's a bit unlucky for the goal, but he thumped it across goal uh, for the goal. So yeah, I just I just thought we just lacked that width to kind of give us a bit of an edge to make make the pitch a bit bigger and drag other players into the game. Mm, yeah, and I, d- I definitely agree about Ben Amos. I think he's he's having a fine season and very little he could have done with the goal. So I'm, I'm looking for positives from last night because I don't want to be too doom and gloom although it's easy to be after after the display that we saw but I thought, I thought that was probably one of Madison's better performances Tom since he's joined us yeah definitely and that's why earlier I said I don't just want to track him back was sloppy because I don't think we're going to see a lot of that from him um, we're definitely going to see more than other teams have because Boya won't get him away with with nothing but we have to remember at the, at the moment he's still playing his way back into fitness. But I thought going forward he looked very dangerous. There was one absolutely brilliant ball. I can't remember who it was he picked out on the other side. It might have been Purrington, um, but smashed it across the pitch. Um, 
and a couple of other times he played similar sort of direct forward passes, getting himself around the box, had a couple of shots that were blocked. And yeah, as Benji says, he looked, he was the one player who looked like he might be able to make something happen. None of the other players really did. So I think that that is a positive. Um, and we've just started in the last couple of games to see a little bit of that from him. Um, and yeah, what else? Ben Amos played okay. Um I think Femwo coming on is obviously a huge plus as well. And Pierce being on the bench, hopefully one or, or other or both of those are hopefully close now because as well as Prattley and, and Gunter have done at some time, they're not natural centre-backs and they've had issues at other times. So those are probably the positives that, that we can focus on. I thought Bogle did okay again up top um, when he did get the ball. It tended in Washington, looked a little bit lively, but... I think when we get onto that, we're kind of clutching at straws a little bit. It was overall a very disappointing performance. But the only other positive I can take is very rarely do you see back-to-back performances like that from a Boya side. And obviously we had one two games ago, but then we responded with Ipswich. And it's important at Shrewsbury at the weekend, we do the same again and make sure we bounce back and get a good result there. Mm, yeah, it was pretty devastating, wasn't it, Ben? When, when Prattley did hit the crossbar right at the end, um, I, 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 I'm trying to think of actual chances that we saw for ourselves. So realistically, there was the cross that Washington should have hit first time, but he tried to bring it down. I think Shinny tried to take one on when the keeper sort of gifted it to him early on. But then, other than those those couple of changes, like the Prattley side foot that went over and you know the cross into an EK that was blocked. I think obviously the Prattley chance that hit the bar was our best chance. Um, and again, I mean, for, for me, if that had gone in, I think the performance would have been forgotten because it would have been one of those incredible moments where there were 2,000 fans back, you know, many of whom were back for the first time in nine months, seeing a, a last-minute equaliser. So, I mean, it, it's funny, isn't it, considering how probably second-best we were, or certainly second-best we were, these, these, these thin margins could have, could have seen us take away another uh, a point that perhaps we wouldn't have deserved. Yeah, I think it would have papered over some of the cracks yesterday, just actually taking a chance. Uh, but as we've mentioned before, there weren't many chances. Uh, you've just reminded me of that chance in the first half. Oh, my goodness. Great ball by Adam Matthews. Cracking ball. And why is Connor Washington not hit that first time? Has he not got enough confidence in himself? It seemed bizarre he wanted to take a touch there. Uh, and and he just totally messed it up. And that was really our only chance in the first half. Uh, looking at the uh, stats, as you said, we had one shot on goal at home to a side who were, uh, what, 17th, 18th in the league. That's just not good enough, is it? It's not what Bowyer comes to expect from his, from his team, especially if you want to be up there. And looking back at last week, we kind of thought, OK, have we have we learned stuff from last week? And I thought our attack was good last week and we made enough chances. Uh, and and this week, someone who didn't do well last week, Marcus Madison, definitely came on and changed that game. Some great crosses. I even remember one point he did a few players crossed in. And what was so annoying, there was only chucks in the box. It was like, where's everyone else? Why, why is everyone else not trying to gamble on that ball? Where's Gilby? Where's Johnny? Where's It was just Chuck's in the box trying to trying to go for the ball. And it was just really frustrating. And we lacked that desire. And, and as Bowyer said afterwards, it seemed like they were the team that had had uh, less, less days to re- 
uh, sorry, we were the team with less days to recover because they seem more sharp, more on point, wanted it more. But it's a positive that Marcus came on and, and did well yesterday because, as we said before, he hasn't had much of a pre-season. It's going to take him a while. and We know what he can do in this league. But I think Bowie said uh, uh, just before the first game of the season, he's told Chucks to watch videos of where Marcus puts the ball, watch how you can score goals from that. So... I'd like to see that going forward to Saturday's game. Uh, change it up, put those two starting from from the start. Let's let's get some partnerships going. It's surely I know we're playing Tuesday, Saturday, Saturday, Tuesday, but we've got to have a regular team going forward, especially attacking wise. I know we haven't been able to do that at the back because of the injuries, but changing the um, players every week just surely doesn't help. Mm, well, that's a very interesting debate to be had, and I'm sure that will come up later on in the show because we've got lots of tweets and emails to come to uh, as well. But we should hear what Lee Bayer made then of last night's uh, defeat against uh, Milton Keynes. I asked the Addicts boss after the game what his views were on the performance. I thought it was a tough night. I thought it was a tough night. Um... Everything that we set out to do First half, it, it worked. We knew they was going to play, play riskily from the back, and we knew we was going to win it. And then we knew we had to take care of that last little pass. And first half, it, we just kept messing up on that last pass or last cross. Um, we won the ball back in their half. And second half. Could have gone either way. I think two teams were pushing. I think just before they scored, we could have scored. Um, but a frustrating night for me because everything that that we work on, the, on their finishing and, and things like that, like I always tell them certain things and, and none of that happened tonight. When we got the chances and the opportunities, we haven't done the right thing. Um Connor Washington had a great chance in the first half. Far post, tried to bring it down like it's six yards out. You don't get time to bring the ball down when you're six yards out. So, which again, disappointing. And then when we are finishing, we're not doing it. We didn't do the right things. I think they looked sharper than us. Um, so, yeah, that's something that we'll have to discuss. And I've just discussed in there because... They looked a lot sharper than us tonight and and uh, they played Sunday and we played on Saturday. So that makes absolutely no sense to me. Um, so, yeah, that's a discussion that we'll be having. You know, I was, I was going to say, because I, I guess on, on Saturday it felt like you'd got that Burton performance out of your system, but then to, to not quite be as at the races this evening must have been a, a disappointment because there was a, a chance to get up into that top two this evening. Yeah, disappointing because, like you said, we could have gone top two and, and being at home, um, everyone would have expected us to, to win tonight. But these ain't a bad side. I, I've said that all along. Um, yeah, they, they take risks at times. But if they beat the press, then then like I said to you, they've got people that can hurt you up top. Like I said that. They're number 10. I think it's Fraser, is it Fraser? Very good player. Very good. Cameron Jerome, still a good player. Um, the other striker alongside him, another good player, you know. So they've got good players. They're a good side. <laughs> They're no mugs, but I 
think when they do lose games is when they when they get caught out with that with that high press and people win it and then they they score and and that's what we didn't do. If we'd have done it properly first half, then we could have been been a couple up, but we we didn't pass the ball well at all tonight. So um, yeah, frustrating night. Great to see um, Akin Fainway back in the side as well and, and able to play nearly half an hour when he came on in that second period. He done very well. He done very well, I thought, when he came on. Um, good to have him back in. Uh, yeah, it's probably a positive that we can take from tonight. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. the far post. Innis jumps, heads down, Bogle touchdown, Brown! Smacks it in! And Charlotte take the lead. That's a really well-worked corner. Innis with the head down, Bogle touches it. And Darren Prattley, the substitute, just smacks it into the roof of the net. Charlton Live. Right, so welcome back to Charlton Live there. We just heard Lee Bowyer's views on the performance against Milton Keynes, and we've discussed that ourselves. Uh, we've got tweets and emails to come to uh, as well on that subject later on. But obviously, you know, and, and it's been the talk of the town since since last night, the, the, other, the other part of, of Lee Bowyer's comments. And I have to admit, I mean, I, I put my hands up. I was very surprised by what Lee said when, uh, you know, I mean, the... What, working yesterday a lot of attention was was on our game because we were one of the six or so games that were having fans back in and you know BBC London we were making a big deal of it because Charlton were the first team in London since uh, the new tier two restrictions came back in to have fans back in the stadium um so naturally obviously we 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 wanted some quotes from Bo what you know what he felt about fans being back in um so I mean just before before we go into that then uh, Tom, first of all, I mean, what your view on coming back? What, how did you find the atmosphere? How did you find the evening? Uh, the evening and coming back, I, I absolutely loved. You know, just the 
the stuff that you just feel like you haven't done for for so long walking down the the same old streets seeing the ground sort of appear in front of you um was just a, a really nice feeling obviously seeing Nafe, not so good no joking but seeing him i haven't seen him for <laughs> for ages um and then in terms of how the the club had managed it as well it was so smooth i was lucky enough to be at the trial game as well but even though there was more people there this time it was much quicker to get in much smoother process i found so everything from that perspective was great obviously performance wasn't great we've covered that and then for atmosphere and i said it obviously i cycled home from the game yesterday and then when i got home and, and saw my phone that was when i saw all the comments that had been happening in the the post match since leaving the ground um and when i reflected on it at that point i thought you know what i kind of i agree with a lot of what he said the atmosphere wasn't great at all um what i'm less comfortable with is your manager saying it at that stage after a game i think it is a very strange thing to do and as he referenced himself the, the fact that the atmosphere wasn't great there were a lot of factors in that i don't blame the fans for the atmosphere not being great um the the weather was bad it was it was cold it was wet the performance was bad you were separated out in terms of where you were sat it was it's a big stadium when there's only that many people in there so I understand why the atmosphere was as it was, but it was very noticeable in the game. And I hadn't really thought about it at the time. It was only when I got back and read the comments and thought, oh, actually, yeah, it was very quiet. Having your manager come out and say that is strange. And I know he's tried to clarify it today. And I don't think anyone for a minute thinks Boya, you know, has suddenly turned on the fans at all. Because as he says today, his relationship with the fans has been very good. But I don't know. I, I was surprised he said it, but I was doubly surprised at the backlash it got because I kind of I was there and I largely agreed with him and I, I didn't particularly take offence to it but in his position whether he should have said it or not I don't know but as you put out he says what he thinks all the time and we've got to take the rough with the smooth with that and I think on the whole we, we appreciate a manager that says that because God knows we've had it in the past where some of them don't speak to you at all and some of them waffle on for 20 minutes and you're not really sure what they're talking about so um Carl yeah, Robinson I think you're talking about there. <laughs> <laughs> How did you guess? That was that's kind of my summary of of yesterday, though. Yeah, it was. I mean, I, I think we should have a listen then to to what Boya said. Um, it, it's always very interesting when when something like this comes out. I notice there there is a little bit of messenger shooting there. You know, some people were, uh, some people thought that we were that I was siding with Bo because I put the the quotes out. Other people thought I was making too big a deal of it because I put the quotes out and. You know why? Why would I not put out the quotes that Lee Bayer says? I put out the quotes that Lee Bayer says after every single game. You know, there's, you know, and it's not like and just just to make it clear what I asked Lee Bayer. I've left my question in at the start here. It's not like I said, oh, the fans were rubbish, weren't they? So, but I, I just said to Bo, you know, you must be pleased to hear uh, to see the fans back in. Let, let's listen then to that that exchange with Lee Bayer uh, and his views on the atmosphere uh, at the Valley yesterday evening. So we have to mention the uh, the, the fans coming back this evening. Um, it's, it's a horrible coincidence that the two they've been able to come to is, is, is the two home games that Charlton have lost. But you must be pleased to see them back in the stadium. Yeah, I'm, I'm pleased to see them back in. Um, I would like to have it to have been a bit more positive from, from the fans. Um, been away for so long, I, I would rather them like get behind the team and, and try and get them going because, again, they played a hard game on Saturday against Ipswich and 
And when we play at home, we, we need them fans to be positive and, and pick the lads up when things ain't really going so well. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's what I would rather have happened tonight. But I'm, I'm glad that they're back in. I am, because we've missed them. Just wish they was a little bit more vocal tonight um, on helping the lads. Hi, Lee. Uh, do you think it is a coincidence that the only two home games we've lost in the league this season have come with fans? Or do you think there's any kind of added pressure there that, that might have affected the players tonight in the, in the Doncaster game? Uh, no, I like to think not, because if you can't play, I've just said the same in there. Like, If you can't play in front of two fans, stop the game there because this stadium will be full again. So, 2,000 people is not a big number of people. So, you shouldn't be getting nervous and doing the wrong thing and, and hiding from the ball, which none of them done. But 2,000 is not a big number to be playing in front of and, and to make that much of a difference. No, I don't, I don't believe that. Um, it's people, I mean, it's, it's, it's good that you're honest, but people might be surprised to hear you say you're, you're disappointed at the fans' reaction, given their, you know, given the circumstances, you know, were you quite surprised that they weren't more more vocal and more positive this evening? Well, yeah, of course, because obviously we've been wanting them to come back from day one, and they've been kept away. I expected, even though it is with two thousand non-stop singing and and supporting the, the the players and getting behind them and pushing them, and but it wasn't like that. It was it was very very quiet. I felt, apart from a, some some negative shouting, and and I didn't expect that tonight. Um, listen, the players didn't really do much to to get people on their feet. I get that, but sometimes they need a bit of help, and and that's what our fans are great at. So yeah, it was it wasn't what I expected um, because we don't stop singing normally. And uh, there wasn't much in at all from start to finish tonight. But I just thought I'd um, ask you what your initial thoughts were when you walked out of the uh, um, at the kickoff and you saw the fans in the ground uh, this evening. Delighted, absolutely delighted. Puts a smile on my face. Three people back in and, and normality coming back to the game. Um, so yeah, I was delighted to walk out there and, and seeing some some lucky people that was that are able to be in the stadium. Um, so that, that obviously we've got a, a good fan base and a big fan base in the two thousand that that were in are lucky. So try and enjoy it. That's that's what I say. Try and enjoy it and, and make an impact. So, um, but I was delighted. I was delighted to see the two thousand there. So there we go. That was Lee Bowyer speaking to myself and then, you know, people from uh, from other news organisations as well because as soon as Bo said that, it was a news story. It was quite interesting. It was something that people were surprised to hear. Um, Benji, I mean, it didn't go down well. Um, it, it, as I put on Twitter last night, as soon as as soon as the press conference was over, my, I, was, I was a bit like, wow, we did not expect to hear that. But then... The way I expressed that on Twitter was, well, he, he he always says things how he sees them, doesn't he? You can give him that. And that was my way of saying I did not see that coming. <laughs> yeah, totally. Look, you've got to report what the manager says. He's going to lead by as a kind of person who tells how he is. And as much as we love that, there are going to be some times when we don't agree with that. And uh, 
It's a, he's there to be shot at with, with his opinions. And uh, look, I think yesterday was also him saying, look, welcome back the fans. You've missed out. We've been playing really good football. Look at where we are on the table. Can't wait for you to come see us doing well this season. So he's probably gone in the dressing room afterwards, really frustrated, thinking, flipping hell, like the, the crowd have come to watch you today, for, like first time for a lot of them this season, and you're putting that performance when they've watched you on streams doing really well, like you've, you've disappointed, you let them down. And then he's kind of gone in there and thought, well, actually, like the supporters didn't really help out as well. Um, but you've got to remember, I've read some reports from, obviously I wasn't at the game, I know Tom was, but some fans were there from six o'clock when it's pouring down with rain. It was cold last night. I, I personally couldn't cope um, with being, you know, how chatty and shouty I am during a game being four seats away from someone and not being able to chat to them during the game, not being able to shout random songs or chants that I do shout out. Uh, so uh, I a lot, a lot of like, people would be, yeah, a lot of people would have been glad to be at least four seats away from you, Benji. But uh, yeah, most never, people never, are fed up. I'll never, yeah, I'll never forget a game at Ipswich away a few years ago, actually, where our friend Steve moved at half time. And he told me, oh, I need to get away from Ben. He's quite loud. And Ben didn't realise, and he went and sat with him. <laughs> but, um, uh, so, yeah, we, the, the atmosphere wasn't great last night, Tom. And, and, uh, but that, I, I think the uh, mitigating circumstances are very much there. I did, at no point during that second half did I think, wow, they're not as loud as I expect them to be. I thought, it's cold. You've got masks on. Uh, we're playing rubbish, you know. It's there was, and, and and I just wonder if it, it was a little bit of an anticlimax in terms of, you know, for everyone. In you know, I mean, as as pleased as everyone was to be back, you know, it's not football quite as we know. It was interesting listening to uh, BBC London this morning actually because uh, uh, Vanessa Feltz uh, had a Charlton fan on Barry, and um, he. Yeah, he he was saying how pleased he was to be back, but also you you have to remember it's not normal. It's not you know I've, we we've been to these behind closed doors games, and I honestly, I don't think people believe me when I tell you honestly, it's rubbish. Like I enjoy getting out of the house and I enjoy watching games of football, but it's nothing without fans. And when it's only two thousand fans in these sterilised um, atmospheres and 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 situations where they are sort of being told what to do and they can't go out to the pub and have a few beers and get rowdy. It's not the same, and I think I, I do wonder if all the build-up that has been given, if everyone who was there was just a little bit taken aback by the fact it's it's not the same. I, I don't know if, if that's how you feel, Tom. Was it was it a bit underwhelming, or have I have I imagined that? No, no, I think that's a fair point. I think, like I say, I was looking forward to the familiarity of the evening and just getting back there. But like I've obviously been lucky enough to get to a couple of games to to commentate as well and I completely get what you mean about the sterile nature of it. it it doesn't feel like anything's riding on it at all um and we won obviously we won the game at Leighton Orient I commentated on and we were already out of the tournament so nothing was but first game I did was Swindon away in the Capital One or whatever it's called now Carabao Cup League Cup and we won the game and I know we probably weren't looking to get that far in that cup anyway but and Charlie Barker was playing and there was lots of stories around there. Macaulay Bond, I know we're not supposed to mention him anymore, but he scored a cracking goal. There was lots to report on from, from that. And and yet when the goals went in, I was just a bit like, this. does this game really matter? And it, it makes you realise just how important the fans are. And even last night, just you weren't even able to sing and hear the other fans singing. You know, it's absolutely sickening when you hear that Jimmy Seedstand cheer when, when the opposition score. 
But it's even weirder to not hear any reaction to an opposition goal. So it, it doesn't feel normal yet, and it isn't normal yet. But I think what we have to appreciate is that this is hopefully the start of trying to get back to, to that normality. And one of the one of the guys yesterday was saying if that goes well and the tiers get reviewed, then possibly they can slowly start to increase it. And, you know, we, we've got to just take this a step at a time, like we have with the whole last eight or nine months really it's going to take some time and this is the start of it um and it's going to be a long time until you know it's it it's valley with a home and away fans and until then we just have to kind of make the most of what it is but no i think i think you're right it does still feel flat it does still feel everything sometimes just feels like it's not real i think in this pandemic um well that's certainly how it's felt to me anyway and the game was was part of that you know I went away and I, I didn't really care that we'd lost the game particularly um, whereas normally if I'd have gone out sat in freezing cold for three hours because we had to get in there so early and lost one nil I'd have been absolutely raging all the way home but I just kind of got up and left and thought oh well never mind and that was it so I think that tells its own story it was a disappointing evening all round other than the fact that we got to do it which which is a huge positive and that shouldn't be overlooked i don't think and if we can start yeah. to get more fans back over the next month or two then that's just such a huge bonus yeah i should definitely agree that we we, we need to remember that last night you know and as i said earlier we're the first team in london so think about it, this is a, the capital city of our of our country we're the first team to take that step and that that is an important step forward on the timeline between us being where we've been over the last few months and everything we've suffered and everything that families have suffered and it's been horrible and we as a club you know because of the great work of all the people behind the scenes who've got those fans in they did it in September for a thousand they've doubled it now for the game last night because of their hard work we have shown this country that you can take this step forward and you know it timed nicely yesterday with the fact that the vaccine was uh was sort of, uh, you know, got through the next stage of, of, of being accredited or whatever they have to do uh, to get that. And, and honestly, I think yesterday was a very big day and, and you know, I'm proud that Charlton played a part in that. Um, and, yeah, and, and I do understand. But like, like I say, I understand why the, the atmosphere was flat. Um, Bo, Boya has come out, and I, and I should add these comments as well, that he did speak to Richard again this morning um, to, to make it clear that he, he said he meant absolutely no criticism. He, he said he wasn't having to try and to have a pop at the fans. The relationship I've got with our fans is unreal. Uh, I appreciate his freezing cold. You know, he, he's saying I've got nothing but respect for the fans. Um, you know, he, he said what he said. He's come back and and uh, I'm, I'm sure everyone will, will put it behind them now, hopefully, and you know, and try to remember, of course, what, what Bo has achieved for us. Um, looking at some of the tweets, and obviously so some of these will have come in last night as well, before that clarification, but that does show that this is exactly how fans were, were feeling last night as well. So let's have a look at this this message, for example, that's coming from Phil. Uh, Hi, guys. I'm disappointed with Bo's comments. The fans had sat in the cold for uh, many of them for over an hour and these players but in an uninspiring and tepid performance outplayed and outpassed our midfield on paper a second to none in this league and yet somehow they lack any fluidity in their passing why is that luckily uh, with the exception of Hull all the top teams are as inconsistent as us I'm sure we will improve however it is frustration PS nice to be talking about the team rather than any off-field shenanigans. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it is amazing how quickly we've slipped into that. Um, Mike says, uh, this is not a dig at Lee Boyer for his comments 
uh, or or a dig at him for the loss. I've had a season ticket since '87. I'm used to a loss or two. Uh, I went last night and it was a bit quiet, but understandably so. Here's why: the average age of supporters was not very young. I'm well into my fifties, and I took my disabled dad. We arrived early because the club asked us to. Uh, by the kickoff, the very welcome hot, hot chocolate was long past, and our outlets uh, shut, so we couldn't get anything warm. Uh, over an hour and a half of waiting uh, for a kickoff. Uh, we were decidedly cold and a bit damp. We were spaced out. You couldn't even talk to the person next to you. Redistributed, so you didn't know the people you were sitting with. Now, you literally felt like you were alone in uh, rather than in a crowd. To get a song going where you needed a little group together that support each other to be heard last night. Every time you shouted, it was isolated. The pockets that start the chants were just not possible. Someone else mentioned on Twitter that we missed the drummer uh, to get things going. All these problems are a result of the COVID situation, not the club, and not the supporters' fault, just circumstances added to this. The team didn't click last night. There was so little to cheer about. The team struggled and the crowd struggled. The club did very well to get 2,000 in, as, as is always typical of Charlton not to do the business when a good opportunity comes around let's forget it and let's move on that's from Mike Lenz says uh since we lost all our central defenders to injury, our performance has dropped off. Not a surprise, really, especially having to utilise players in defence whose best position is elsewhere, leaving us a little short. Uh, having listened to Bose, he's definitely slipped up with his words, but they're not malicious in any way whatsoever. He's no Katrin Mare. Uh, we've just been in the top six since the 27th of October, and that's what Bose and Gallen put into game together, uh, putting a team together in literally two weeks has achieved following the takeover. A couple of months ago, we've been ecstatic if we'd known we could be in the top 10 by Christmas. Bowyer is working miracles in my view. Okay, last night was difficult, but we can expect more games like that. We can't lose touch with reality. Remember the whole hole we've been in for the last few uh, years. Carl uh, said he thought the performance last week was worse than Burton. Um, last week created and lost to some individual errors. Uh, last night we were played off the park and had no creative flair until just before they scored. He says the uh, he felt the game plan uh, was wrong. He said it'd be interesting to see what Boya does on Saturday, and obviously we're going to be looking forward to that game uh, with Shrewsbury Sh- uh, shortly. Murray uh, said hi, Lou, in the Charlton Live team. I think based on our form so far, we are top six, but not top two. I'm, I'm not convinced we're going to storm the league like we did under Pauli, and I have to admit I agree with that, Ben. Uh, our performances are too inconsistent. He's just said uh, uh, he's given us a few points there talking about it. He also wants a, a shout out for his son, Theo. He's 19 today uh, but spending it at home as he has uh, coronavirus. He's a lifelong addict. Uh, took him to his first game when he was a baby and he's a cracking lad. I'm immensely proud of him. Uh, we are both spending the next few games watching the live streams from our bedrooms and discussion the action over a WhatsApp call as we both recover from the email. That's from uh, Mazda Jazz. Yeah, so all the best to uh, Theo and to you, Murray. Uh, I hope, hope you both uh, hope you both well. Um, yeah, Ben, interesting point, actually. I mean, we, I think we talked about it. I mean, it's clear that we're not we're not Chris Powell 2011-12 team. We're not going to win the league with 101 points. But uh, as someone else mentioned, teams are inconsistent, aren't they? And I think, you know, Lincoln... Peterborough got beat by Wimbledon last night. Ipswich are still only on the same points as us. I thought they were rubbish on Saturday. I mean, no one's running away with this league, are they? No, exactly right. I think because of the build-up of fixtures, because of a lack of pre-season, we're not going to be like that team, uh, the Chris Powell team that won the league by a storm. Because we we got that team in... We started to get our team in in June, July, and they were all far and ready. They went on team bonding trips. They were training together for ages. They had about eight, nine preseason games to gel. 
that's the problem we're dealing with at the moment. We've had we've had injuries. Unfortunately, we've had our four centre backs all out injured. I mean, any team would be rocked by that, and and we're trying to recover from that. And hopefully, on Saturday, we will have Jason Pearce and Akin Famwo at centre back, and that will give us some more dimension to our team and and make it more. Um, dynamic where we're able to put players in their right positions and and then we can judge them properly uh it is frustrating to see us uh lose games like last night but at the same time we got to realize uh the whole uh build up of fixtures at the moment and as you said look Sunderland just sacked their manager they weren't happy with how they were doing Peterborough got knocked out by a non-league side in the FA Cup I'm sure they wouldn't have wanted that I know it's a distraction from the league uh, Portsmouth, whenever they get a bad result, it always seems like Kenny, their fans are on Kenny Jacket's back. It's going to be one of those seasons where I think as long as we stay up there in the top six, a couple of results can, can take us into the top two. I, I, I can't see two teams running away of it. I know Hull are up there at the moment. They had another good result last night. But then last season, they had some dreadful results. So it... All they have to do is a couple of bad results and then they their confidence wanes because they remember what they did last season. So I think it's going to be a tight season and we've had some bad injuries. So as long as we can stick together and as Tom said earlier, a Bowyer side normally reacts to a bad result. If we can do that on the weekend, then look, we, we forget, we remember what we've done and, and we move on and hopefully we can start getting some more players fit. Excellent stuff. A couple more tweets before we start to look ahead to Shrewsbury. Ian said it was a bit weird uh, being there last night. Never realised how difficult it is to shout and sing in a mask. I'm sure the atmosphere will improve as we get used to it. Uh, really well organised by the club. I'd do it all again in a heartbeat, although hoping for a different result. Um, Chris uh, said, just loved being home. Not interested in anything negative. I'm sure I wasn't the only fan in the stadium with a tear in their eye just for being there. And I have to, I have to admit, Chris, actually, again... Same as at the Doncaster game, but it felt more so last night. I don't know the atmosphere pre-game. It felt it felt really good, and I did. I, I I felt so emotional having fans back in the place because, as I said earlier, it's so boring without any one people there, uh, and and it is a step forward uh, towards normality. Chris uh, W says watched on Valley Pass, left feeling quite glum and actually quite worried by the performance. MK was sharp, cohesive, and energized, innovative. I actually enjoyed watching them going forward. We were so ponderous, unbalanced and so lacking in attacking intent, it hurt to watch. Right, uh, apologies to anyone uh, who tweeted in or emailed who I didn't get to. We've got loads uh, this evening, obviously uh, plenty to chat about, but I think we should have a quick break, and then we come back, we'll start to look ahead to Saturday's trip up to Shrewsbury. <laughs> Once it gets there, it does ball across goal. Williams! Johnny Williams! Johnny Williams scores his first shot on goal! It's a brilliant well work move from Charles. Force Casket the ball to the far post of Marston, who did extremely well to get on the end of it. Ball across goal, and there's Williams to score. A man who's in goal scoring form at the moment. One for Wells last month. His first for Charlton this month. And what a moment. Charlton Live. 
Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview. Time to start looking ahead to Saturday's game with Shrewsbury. Obviously, because we spoke to Bo last night. Um, he No press day today. He won't be doing that till tomorrow. So we won't get any team news uh, added on to what he uh, told us last night, which, again, wasn't really much. I think Akin Fainwo coming back into the side, Tom. I mean, that, that could be big for us, as Benji said. I mean, really, we need to start getting defenders into into defence again because, I mean, for starters, it frees it frees Prattley to to get into that midfield where he's very useful for us, and Gunter and Matthews can then fight out for that right back berth, or even if only one of them get, you know, if, if Fainwo can start or if Piercy can start, and it means Prattley can can go into midfield and and Gunter stays at centre back. I mean, it just gives us a bit more a bit more of that spine, perhaps, that we're missing. Yeah, it definitely does. It gives us spine and it gives us options. And as well as Prattley and Gunter have done at centre-back, they're not centre-backs. So having someone in a position that they're supposed to be playing in is obviously going to be a positive. I thought Prattley looked looked great when, when Watson came off and, and Prattley moved into the, the base of the midfield. Um, and we know how good he's been for us in that position, certainly over, what, the last year and a half, I would say. So... Yeah, if Watson needs a rest, because like I say, Watson looked struggled a little bit last night, and I don't know if it was just that he wasn't really sure what he should be doing or whether he's just tired, because obviously he's played a lot of football. Um, I'm not sure, but yeah, just having some options. You know, if Famwo comes in, as you say, that frees up Prattley or Gunter. That means that you can rotate either right back or defensive midfield. It's just having that flexibility that we need. Um so yeah, I think him coming back is a positive. I saw Pierce play in the the Papa John's game against Leighton Orient as well, and, and obviously he he played okay then. I think he played around an hour for that game. So having them coming back is obviously a positive. I saw Deji posted something on uh, Instagram today. I don't know whether that means he started to get minutes as well or not. Um, and then obviously Innis probably going to be a little bit longer. But if we can at least get a couple of centre backs back, that will make a huge difference and. I assume there's a January transfer window as normal this year because that's not a million miles away. So um, provided that there is, then we might be looking to bring people in then as well. So it's just about riding out the next few weeks really as best we can and then looking probably to try and get a few more in in the window. But yeah, if Amway comes back for the weekend, that would obviously be a huge plus. Mm, yeah, obviously it will come down to that. They'll have to be wheeling and dealing in terms of the... The, the the salary cap as we we discussed recently on on, on one of our shows but yeah you 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 you'd imagine there'll be a little bit of room for for improvement uh, a Shrewsbury side uh, they um they played Accrington last night as well it's, it's going to be weird actually Ben because they do have fans in as well they're also uh, in a tier two area so they had two thousand fans uh, returned for the game. Uh, with Accrington last night, where they conceded a late, late penalty to draw two-two. Uh, I mean, Shrews, uh, they're, they're second bottom in the table, which probably means they're going to turn into bloody Barcelona when we turn up. Pen, but uh, y- y- we have to start. We have to start putting away these teams down down the bottom of the table. So Wigan, Wigan rock bottom. We beat them 1-0 without actually playing that well, but that was before the squad was really built. Obviously, Burton second bottom. Uh, sorry, uh, sorry, third bottom, who we lost to. Uh, Oxford we've beaten, Swindon we've beaten the League Cup. I mean, so we've had mixed results against those teams down the wrong end of the table. But realistically, I mean, these are games that we should be targeting. And, and I'm sure Bowyer will be certainly making sure there's no complacency and, and, and trying to find the, the right mix to face a team is right down there. Yeah, they are indeed. I think we've got to 
wonder if teams like Shrewsbury are looking at MK Dons and are looking at Burton and seeing what they did to us. They pressed us all over the pitch, as we've said numerous times now, and, and gave us no time on the ball uh, and and didn't let us play. And I think then have we got to look at a plan B? How else can we play? How else can we work around these teams? Do we do we put players on from the start like your Marcus Madison, like Johnny Williams? Thankfully, uh, Ian Matson's back as well. Uh, I didn't think Ben Parrington had too bad of a game, and I know Matson had kind of gone off the boil a little bit last few games, but it is a player who runs with the ball and takes it to him, and I didn't think we did that last night, and I think that can uh, go go uh, be a positive for us in going against the side that will press us. I think. If we have players that run with the ball and take it to them, that can be a bit of a plan B because we didn't seem to do that last night. So with a team like Shrewsbury, yes, we should we should be beating these teams if we want to get promoted. So let's look at um, positive ways around it because I'm sure that they will be looking at last night's game, be looking at Burton's game, seeing what they did to us and, and trying to copy that. I think they are three at the back, Shrewsbury. So can we go two up front? Uh Maybe Bogle and Aniki together. I thought that looked good at Ipswich when those two were together. Uh, they complemented each other quite well. Uh, I know that was like for the last 20 minutes of the game. So, yeah, let's let's see what happens. I've got bad memories of Shrewsbury. I remember Ricky Holmes scoring the best hat-trick I've ever seen and we lost 4-3. Uh, so, <laughs> let's hope it's not a repeat of that. <laughs> Yeah, seen some. We had some bad games up at the uh, the new Gay Meadow, or whatever it's called nowadays. But um, we've had some good ones as well. Of course, that uh, stunner from Darren Prattley last time uh, we played there. We had a really important win, a two 0 win in our race to the playoffs, which we obviously were then knocked out by Shrewsbury when we were un- We didn't really fancy ourselves going win under uh, quite early on in Bowyer's tenure, I think. But we we scored twice late on, so you know it's, it's a big game, and, and hopefully we can we can bounce back with a a big performance as well. Right, let's have your predictions, uh, Tom. First up, uh, I'm going to go for a one nil win. Oh, that would uh, do just nicely, I think. Exactly what the doctor ordered, Benji. Oh, I was going to say the same. Uh, Two-one, Charlton. Lovely stuff. Hopefully, we can silence that crowd of two thousand baying home fans. Uh, Lee Bowie got punched by a Shrewsbury fan once. Hopefully, he won't be there. Uh, but anyway, let's see what happens. Right, we've run out of time on this week's big match preview. Thanks to all of you who've tuned in and listened all the way uh, to the end. Thank you to Tom and to Benji for joining me on this week's pod. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Good. Good to have you both with me. I've been Louis Mendes, and thank you for listening to this week's show. Don't forget, we'll be back on Sunday to look back at whatever happens against Shrewsbury. Hopefully, it'll be three points to get us back on the horse. Uh, Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on Sunday.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.